Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Apart from this lovely glass of aviation gin that I'm uh, enjoying right now, it's the last moment we're going to be talking about Wrexham Football Club tonight. So I promise you a Wrexham-free zone for the next hour or so. Welcome to the Premier Non-League Podcast. The Premier Non-League Podcast. Welcome along. Uh, five of us here tonight. Trevor, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Gareth's uh, on the line for the second week in a row. His internet's working. I'm all good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you streaming from your uh, brother-in-law's uh, uh, Wi-Fi again, or have you got your own sorted out now? Wi-Fi. I am streaming from my brother's Wi-Fi, yeah. Fantastic. And it seems to be working very well. Pete, you've gone all blurry on the camera, so I don't know what you're blurring out in the background. Yeah, but now I'm, I'm centralised and I can see myself. But... <laughs> Uh, so I don't know what I pressed, but I'm I'm doing very well after doing commentary last night for Worthing, and having one of the oldest Worthing fans on the commentary who speaks his mind, and after three heart attacks and two strokes, I got through it. Did uh, Did you have to use the bleep button at all? Because I wasn't around to listen last night. I could have done with one. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it kind of makes up for what I was like on Saturday, but it probably makes me look like a saint. No, not really. No, not really. And uh, a round of applause from us all for uh, Marathon Man Chris, who completed the Southampton Marathon in what time on Sunday, was it? It was um, six a days. Week, <laughs> a week long Sunday. Um, <laughs> three hours, 52 minutes. Three hours, 52 minutes. Uh, well done, mate. And, uh, cool. you know, it's, uh, you should be very proud. And shame, sad that you were down for a very whistle-stop tour because we couldn't meet up, uh, mm. as we said, but we'll have to save that for later in the season. But you've now said that's going to be the, the last uh, marathon you ever do, am I right in saying? Correct. Yeah, so you'll just keep to 10Ks after that, which you still beat me miles away, mate. <laughs> 1K. Chris, Chris, is your, yeah. links, is your link still open, Chris? Do you want to just quickly plug it, if it is? Yeah, I've got. A, um, yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm raising. I've been raising money for a charity called Bright Red, which is a blood cancer charity in the northeast of England. They support uh, blood cancer treatment centres, um, one of which is very close to where I live. And um, yeah, I've raised about eight hundred pounds so far. But the, oh, the page is still open, so um, if anybody has any spare cash, which is very difficult at the moment, but any spare pounds would be gratefully. Uh, received. Thanks very much. We'll send us a link and we'll we'll tweet it out on uh, on our socials. And if we get even even a couple of people see it and give a little tweet, that would be fantastic, mate. So, so well done. But um, back to the non-league and a bit of a sombre start because unfortunately the world non-league has uh, had a couple of uh, tragedies in the last couple of weeks with Sam Oji and Dylan Rich passing away um, through non-COVID related causes, but really tragic news in itself guys um it kind of brings it home and sad thing is is my my wife um was aware of her his wife samoji's wife because it works in the same business so it's hit my my sort of community of work home but when, no matter what when when a footballer dies it's it's it hits a massive wide-ranging community doesn't it certainly does and you just have to look at the at what happened with uh, christian erickson as well you know it, it's just you just never know you just never know so our hearts go out to 
to families and friends linked with those guys. Yeah. Just tragic. Puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? Uh, oh, think. yeah. A sandwich oh. being 17 years old, like it could happen to it could happen to anyone. Um, but it more further verifies the point that there should there needs to be like a defib, at, in my mm. opinion, at every ground, and it, the the cost of that should be stumped up by fines and stuff from from the Premier League and, and that sort of thing. In my no, opinion. or fines from the leagues that uh, null and voided them and decided to keep the fines, but null and void the league. So maybe they should cough up for yeah. some as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it does, as you say, Gareth, like, you know, it, and but sad thing is, is we've seen stories in the past year, year and a half of clubs that have had defibrillator machines, non-league clubs. I can remember one that's been vandalised by hooligans. I can't remember. Does anyone remember what club that was? Because it wasn't that long ago. Trevor, you, you've yeah, got it. Yeah, Buck, uh, Bucks did in East Sussex ruining something that could you know damn no shame on them that their parent or friend or friend might need that but they haven't got access to it because those hooligans have vandalized it it's pathetic really isn't it but um no it's it's, it's a really sad thing and it does hit home and you know you it just takes you back to when you know we were watching the euros and uh you know he he um christian erickson had a heart attack on the pitch and and we died on the pitch and came back to life through great medical work but they had the things and you you hate to think imagine at a non-league if that happened to see some clubs they'd be absolutely screwed absolutely so anyway on to more more um what i say more sound all the topics we're doing tonight are kind of like moaning aren't they really jen so we've got, got um trevor you you had a you you shared on our whatsapp group uh, about a week and a bit ago about filed afc filed and they had a they had a very interesting job advert didn't they won't you tell listeners what it was if you don't already know Interesting is the word for it, really, isn't it? Um, for for a club that's got a uh, a lot of money, and um, well, I think I think their plan was to be out of the national league within five years or something, and they managed that, but out the opposite end, back into the north rather than out into the uh, into the football league. But yeah, the job. I think I think was it was it for socials the the job position. I can't quite remember. All I can remember is I'm asking for somebody that doesn't want a, a work life balance and. Doesn't want to nip out and pick the kids up at half past three every day, but that's part and parcel of life these, you know, these days at the moment. And um, I know I know a few clubs that have employed people where they're quite happy to work around that kind of kind of thing. Um, you know, it's not. Uh, I mean, I can I I do understand the work life balance because things do crop up all the time where you you need to get something out really quick or, you know, something's happened at the, at the club and it needs to get out. I do understand that. And you've got to be able to drop that, but to kind of uh, almost discriminate against someone that might be the perfect candidate for the job, but they're trying to combine work with, with, with being a parent as well. You know, it's not, you know, I, I can't, I can't see how you can do it. You know, Finally, go through the interview process and then, you know, you keep it to yourself that, you know, that's, you know, we're not going to employ someone like that. Great. But to actually stick it out there for the entire football world to see was, um, I don't know, almost a bit brain dead, I think. But the, the you know, the amount of response that went back, I didn't see one person backing that. They really got... Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? But, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> are you sure you yeah. didn't see one person, not, not, not one at all? one no. person on Twitter... No. Not one person anywhere else did I see. There you go. No. I mean, it, it can't it brings it into like, especially in this day and age of where everyone's got to be so careful about what they say because one thing you say will offend someone else, but to put it out so blatantly, it, to me, it seemed ridiculous. And as you say, don't file call themselves a family friendly club. Yeah. It was a, 
to me, the more I read in, the more I read it, the, the, the further I went down the advert, I just thought this can't be right. This is kind of uh, like a, what's meant to be a very witty, a very witty advert gone wrong. Um, it just wasn't funny, was it? Yeah, and I think trying to be too funny and completely misread and misinterpreted current life. <laughs> um, I mean, to be honest, what I mean during a school run during the week, there's so much football going on at like three o'clock in the afternoon on a midweek day, isn't there? Loads. I think. <laughs> I, I think for me, like I don't think if they had put females need not apply or we don't want lots of other demographics that that aren't mm. family friendly shall we say i think i think there'd have been a lot of a lot more uproar about it other than what it was i don't, I don't think it i don't i think there'd been you wouldn't put it that in there basically is what i'm trying to get at you wouldn't put in there that uh, no women to apply no one from uh an other ethnic background to apply but like you wouldn't single out one individual person, and I think that's yeah. the... But the, the other thing I read into it was that the, the whole thing was you need to dedicate your life 24-7 to this club and have, have other no life outside it. Mm. And Pete's so annoyed he just punched his microphone. You know, he's that annoyed <laughs> by that statement. <laughs> but no, it's true. I mean, I mean, Pete, you give your 24 hours pretty much to Worthing anyway, so, you know, I know how that feels, don't you? And I'm sure, you know, you, you know, you can't imagine life without Worthing, but not everyone... <laughs> Is like Pete in the world. <laughs> Don't be like Pete. That's basically what I, what they. Uh, Pete would be perfect for the job, to be honest. If he wants to move up north, did I mean? Do you fancy a move up north, mate? N- not really. And I do have a day. I do work hard in my day job, so that yeah. is very true. That is well, very I true. Do, I do dedicate quite a bit of time to working, and you know, I'm, I'm, if, if, if I couldn't if I couldn't do it, if I was in a position I couldn't do it, I wouldn't do it. But no, of I'm, course, I'm lucky enough to be in a position that I can dedicate. And that's why you you might have someone that's amazingly suited for the job, but because they've got to go and shoot out and get the kids at like three, four o'clock. Because mm. to be honest, it's near the end of the working day. Why can't they say like you know we can be flexible if you start times? They want you to work a full nine to five, then work sort of seven till three or something, then go and pick the kids out. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. I don't see how clubs like Fylde would be a full-time job anyway, with at least whatever that position was, unless it was like a receptionist or something. But to, to be basically, as you say, sort of making that sort of demographic. I wonder if anyone actually got the job. <laughs> Did anybody? Well, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what. Was there, was, there a, was there a sinment or was there a statement apologising? I, 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 I didn't say anything, but I've, I've had no response to my application. Oh, there you go, Pete. <laughs> I think they actually changed the job advert. Oh, really? Because I've seen another job advert for the media job that reads completely different since that one's come out. Because mm. they're wrong. They never got it wrong, don't they? So. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it might be, be too funny, too witty, too clever, and it's just backfired. 100%, mate. 100%. And it's just, it, you know, uh, Pete knows very well, got a very Trev as well, and I've got a very dry sense of humour and I'm probably an inappropriate sense of humour most of the time that will probably get me into trouble if I mentioned any of the things I normally send around on WhatsApp groups or on here, be seeing you and all that, if you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, when you're doing a job ad, a job, job interview uh, and job advert, you cannot be putting no. those sort of commodore because you also think what type of character is going to apply if they're getting that, they're going to get a yeah. high calibre candidate for that job role. Yeah, and you might have set the snowflakes as one, well, of course. Yeah. 
can't be doing them, mate, the woke brigade and all that and the cancel culture. You know, they might cancel AFC filed now, mightn't they? Well, I think they've done that enough for themselves in the last couple of seasons by getting relegation and stuff. Anyway, enough of that. On to, on to our footballing couple of weeks, our footballing fortnight. Um, For myself, Pete, Trev and uh, Gaz, Worthing fans here, it's been an up and down um couple of weeks, hasn't it? And uh, Pete is quite right I in did- the last couple of fixtures. I didn't want to start with Worthing. I was going to start with a game me and Trevor went to. Go for it. Uh, Littlehampton versus Whitehawk in the FA Cup quali- first qualifying round. What a match, Trevor. Fantastic, wasn't it? Absolutely blazing sunshine. Um, absolutely beautiful weather. Um, yeah, you couldn't ask for a better game. Great crowd as well, wasn't there? Yeah, 525 there as well. For Sussex County side, for, that's crazy, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for Sussex County side, yeah. Um, it was a cracking game, wasn't it, Pete, from, yeah. from from one end to the other. And um, neither side neither side wanted to be beaten, did they? They Def- were definitely not. You know, up for it um, all the way all the way through. And uh, funny enough, though, Pete, I didn't think I could top that until I went to Seven Oaks last Wednesday in an FA Cup replay. Who were three 0 up at half time? Blown Red Hill off the pitch with a, I think it was something like about a seven minute spell in which players number eight, ten, and nine scored. Not quite in the right order, but um, not too bad. And Red Hill came back, scored four in the second half with the last with the last winning goal in stoppage time. Yeah, uh, in, in the middle of a storm. I, I was I was I was following it on Twitter. The, the, the Littlehampton Whitehawk score was Littlehampton four, Whitehawk five. So it, that was a cracker. And then, like you say, you went on to Red Hill and that ended up four three. Crazy. It, you know, the FA Cup, it still doesn't fail to deliver, does it? No, the magic of Liverpool. the cup, as they say, that cringeworthy yes. statement. But it's, it's true. It's yeah. true. And that's why I'm gutted that Worthing bowed out almost like a wet whimper. It was just, it was pathetic, to be honest. And we, 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 we did, what's that? What's that, Chris? Improved well, yeah, we'll get on to that, mate. But honestly, like literally, when I was when when I was, I mean, I was what one of our players, Darren Budd, uh, he went up to Pete at the training session. He goes, "I wanted to throttle that James on commentary on uh, on uh, Tuesday night because he was so down and depressed." And I saw him after the game on Saturday where we had won, and I said, "I said, buddy, at the end of the day, mate, you weren't there. You literally were not witnessing what was the most diabolical performance I've seen all season. To not have, did we have one shot on target, Pete, or was it like one maybe right at the end? And we hit, and it summed it up at the night because uh, uh, they nearly scored an own goal, but it hit the post. Like we couldn't even have an own goal scored. It was quite quite demoralising. And you know, Pete, he's quite positive anyway. And you know, I was thinking it's all doom and gloom in this form because we haven't been playing great in the league. But Pete said on our um, Rebel Yell podcast in the past week, he reckons for the next four, the four remaining games in September, we're going to get four wins out of four. He's already halfway there. Yeah. Um, as you say the league form has massively improved and we're now third in the league. So as Pete said, there's no doom and gloom. But you know what it's like, football football, football fans are fickle, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing that we're having. The, the expectations are so high because of the last two seasons. Being yes. top, being top of the league twice. So, and then we beat two national league clubs uh, in, south um, in pre-season. Everyone's thinking we are going to storm this league. And the reality is, um, you know, other teams. You don't know how much money they're spending. It's probably the same in your league, Chris. You don't know what mm-hmm. other 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 teams are spending. How they're strengthening their squad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We had a tough first away day at Kingstonian, which is never hard, an easy place to go. Um, we've lost uh, two, two Corinthians six, six six games. Sorry, no, Kingstonian. 
Folkestone. First game. Folkestone, sorry. Folkestone. First game of the season. How can you forget that? You always take the piss out of the way I say it. I know, I know. <laughs> um, bleep button, bleep button. <laughs> so, I am. So, yeah, so, you know, we've won four out of six. We're third in the league uh, and everyone was getting all doom and gloom, but there's just no need to be. It's early yeah. days. Positive though, it was very positive, and you know the last the Saturday's performance, we came back from being down. You know, we won the game in the second half. It was fantastic. We were, as Adam said, a clean sheet in the second half, and we've kept a clean sheet for that came yesterday. And from what I hear, it's a really good performance, and you know it is positive. But it's like Pete says, I think there's we've, so much we've expectation. Had, we've, had, we've had lots of good. The Bogner game, we should have beat him eight eight two. Can you not really? use that swear word? You just told me I swore, and why are you using that swear word on here? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you've, no. got to, you've got to look at a game through, you know, it was a positive display against Bogner. Trevor was there. Trevor will back me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, was gold, wasn't it? I mean, te- Trev was texting me up in the commentary booth saying, I just, this just sums the day up. How the hell are we not winning? Um, it's one of those things. But I guess I'm, I'm Pete's Mr. Like, you know, calm commentator. And I'm just the aggravated, like, passionate, like, uh, co-coms that sort of just is it lunatic. Yeah, lunatic, if you say. Um, but we won't, we won't talk about some of the classics and one-liners I came out with on uh, Saturday. But um, I think dedication for this past couple of weeks has to go for Trevor because he went all the way up to Chesterfield yesterday from from Little Hampton on the south coast all the way up to Chesterfield and back in the day and did the school run was it this morning mm-hmm. and he's done the podcast now at 8 30 at night what is he doing is well, he, he well he, 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 I'm he, he, bed after this though yeah <laughs> he was like picking his kids up then <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you didn't come out of a comment of dropping the kids off, Pete, but that's all over, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, obviously, Trevor, I mean, you I know you say it's adaptive, but you've also been disappointing results for um, Barnet this season and you, you were 4-2 lost yesterday. What what was the away day like? Because as I said on WhatsApp, it's it's one of the grounds that when Chesterfield were in League One, I was meant to go to the Charlton and because of the weather, it got cancelled literally as we were on our way up there. So we were pretty fuming, like one of those last minute cancellations. I'd always wanted to go to the ground because it looks like a nice ground and from your photos, it looked like a nice ground and obviously not a non-league ground. But what, what was the day like? How, how was the Chesterfield, uh, you know, all in all, the match day experience? Yeah, it was. It's a very nice. It's a very nice ground. Sat sat behind a retail park almost. Um, and um, when I was looking at where I was going to park on the way up, because normally that's a you know a worry of an away game is like you know it's, it's not like being at home. You know exactly where to park. Um, it said limited street parking, so I thought that could be a bit of a uh, a bit of a challenge. But actually, wasn't too bad. There is quite a few side streets that are literally about three or four minutes walk away. Um, but the stadium does look does look very nice. It wasn't wasn't full last night. I think it was four, just over four and a half thousand. Um, not 49, bad, no, not bad. Um, 49 Barnet fans travelled as well. Um, and not that, um, it's a bit, it's a bit kind of weird because obviously I was going because uh, of my friendship with Chesterfield's goalkeeper, Scott Loach, who was with us last year. Um, and to be honest, I was sitting there watching it and I was thinking again today while I was out and about as well, and that I wasn't actually going to watch the football because we, I was convinced we weren't going to get anything out of it because of the way they've started and the fact we've turned our squad over for three years in a row. Um, it's almost kind of the football's a, a byproduct of it, and um, that's been a little bit of the case for a lot of people going to the hive that you're going to see your friends and have a drink and everything, and the football's just something that happens in the middle. Um, which is a little bit of a dangerous situation to be getting into. Mm. Um, when I speak to people from the weekend, we played Eastleigh at home 
um, and the crowd for it, I think, was 959, but there was only 600 paying supporters, and the other 300 are obviously the season ticket holders added on. So you take that to a point where we haven't won a game yet this year. Um, another defeat midweek, expected maybe. Um, but by the time we play Weymouth another week on Saturday, are we going to end up with less than 500 paying supporters through the game? And some of it is down to the pricing, some of it's down to the football on offer, some of it's down to the person that's running the club. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it. You know what? I love a good old away day. I do love a, a, a Tuesday night away day. And, you know, fair play to you. What time do you get back this morning? Uh, 20 past two this morning. And what time do you go to bed? Straight away, literally. Well, and then what time do you wake up? Seven. Bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> fair play, mate. And especially that. I mean, what do you think? What, what do you get the feeling what's going to happen with Barnett this season? Do you think you still think they might be pushing for a top sort of promotion place or playoff Not place? Not now. Because I know you had a bit, you had a bit of faith at the beginning of the season. Do you think they'll stick with Harry Kuehl as well? See, I think it's difficult as well. After seven fixtures, uh, pretty tough. Um, I think when we play, I mean, most people expected us to play better against DC last week. Um, I'm not having it because they finished three points off the playoffs last year and they started a week behind everybody else because obviously the odd number in in, in the National League itself. Um, but they got going. Um, you know, they got a point against us and they they, they smashed over 4-1 on Tuesday night. Um, and, you know, Strebs recruits, well, they'll be up there again. I don't think that, that was a given, that win at all. Weymouth in two weeks' time, I think, is a must-win. I don't think he can take anything less than a point at Bromley this weekend, to be honest. Um, it's interesting as well, because obviously it's the first time I've been and watched this this year. Um, Kiel doesn't get involved in the warm-up at all. Oh. I didn't even see him standing around on the touchline. But yet for 90 minutes, he's up in the technical area for, for the entire bit. Doesn't sit down at all. But trying to get players to do things that they've not, you know, that he's not seen anything in that warm-up bit to think, actually, I might try that with that. It's a bit a bit, a bit, bit bizarre, but, I, you know, the longer it goes on, um, the less chance he's got of staying Granted, we've got a lot of injuries and you take the amount of players we've got out injured out of any one of the top seven sides in that division, they'll be sitting in the middle of the table or back down towards the bottom. But you can only hide behind the injuries for so long. You've still got a squad of players to put out there that should be doing at least a little bit better. I'm not quite sure we'd have ended up with many more points because of the sides we've we've played. But, um, you know, there isn't going to be a reprieve this year. So... Something, some, yeah. something's got to give soon. I think it'd be sooner rather than later. Well, I'm sort of hoping, Trevor, uh, I don't wish to put Barnick down, that you do <laughs> go to National... The, go, you we go have, to, don't worry. We you, have, don't worry. You, you go to the South and then we come up and we it'll be a brilliant away day for Worthing next season. No, mm. you will be, yeah. yeah. yeah There's some positivity. In, There's some positivity. Getting that North stand, you'd be fine, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, ironically... Um, I'm reading the AFC Wimbledon book at the moment and Simon Bassey, who we had um, at Barnet last year before he went to Portsmouth, was obviously at AFC Wimbledon for um, 17 years. And I've just got to bits where he's doing a bit of caretaker managing. Um, and, you know, the way they talk about what he did about taking things back to being simple and putting confidence into players... And I was thinking while I was writing my blog this afternoon to go up this evening, 
that um, it looks very much like Tony's missed a massive trick by not making sure he was tied down to that football club. When I read what you know what he did in that time at AFC, how simple it was, and you look at the state we're in now, you just think, yeah, you know that could be the one mistake that finally sends the club, you know, down lower than it was when he um, than he's ever had it in um, in his tenure. It's a shame because I do, I do have a little soft spot after going to buy it last season. Obviously, a good mate of mine is yourself that has, uh, supports them. So, you know, fingers crossed they turn it around. Um, just before we sort of move on up north, book north, uh, for Chris's, uh, what he's been up to, uh, Gareth Gaz, you went to uh, Little Hampton versus Sittingbourne in a cup replay as well. That was a good, good little match there. That was a, yeah, it was a good game. 4 0, I think it was, to Little Hampton. And they looked very, very capable against higher level opposition, which. Oh, which is why when they came up against Whitehawk in the next round, I, I, I kind of you kind of expected it to be the, the game that it was. I think because they they look very capable putting four past high, higher opposition is, is no mean feat. So yeah, yeah, I've quite enjoyed watching them this season. Mm. You've been a busy boy of work though, haven't you? At the moment, not yeah. getting much time for football with your new job. But hopefully, we'll see you down uh, to a game soon. Have we got any planned in the next couple? I'm hoping to get to a game on Tuesday. I haven't looked at what nice. to do yet, but we'll try and get to something on Tuesday. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, I mean, one thing I'm looking forward to is probably ne- after the next episode we do is um, hopefully uh, Tuesday, I think it's the 5th of October, we might actually be able to say hello to Chris Dixon personally as uh, Worthing are playing um, Hornchurch away in Essex. So, um, well, I say should, in Essex, it's London. Should have been this Saturday we were playing them, but they're yeah. still in the cup. Yeah, unlike some teams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but Pete, what, uh, in terms of the Ismian Premier, I think um, surprisingly, Kingstonian are doing well. Uh, we, we're back up there again. I, I am surprised Horsham are struggling. I mean, I know speaking to Johnny, former PNLP contributor, he he's over in the States. He hasn't got a clue what's going on because he hasn't been at the games. But there's something ain't right there because they've they've picked up five points from six games and they were well up there the last two seasons. So again, I think they went think, into that season. Yeah, I think... Um... When they first came up, which was the null and void season, when they came up, not the disjointed one of last season, um, it could be a, it could be a, a case of them. Um, you sometimes see in higher league football that a t- team goes up first season, they take everyone's surprise, and then the next season, everyone sort of got used to the way they play, mm. uh, and then you find them towards the bottom of, of those yeah. leagues. So it so it, it could it could be a bit bit, bit of that to be honest. Um, yeah. But look, looking at the table, the only the only team that surprises me towards the bottom is um, Cray, who are in seventeenth. Very true. Because um, we expected them to be to be up there, we we beat them at their place. Um, Leatherhead, they've had an awful. They won the first game, and apparently that was two counter attacks, and they they won it, and they haven't won a game, picked up a point since. Uh, and then you look at the top, you've got Kingstonian, uh, Folkestone. Uh, Enfield, the top three, he, he, you'd, you'd, they were always strong teams. Mm. And then you've got ourselves in fourth. And Lewis, who got a lot of players from Cray last season and their manager, if you remember. And mm-hmm. now they've, they've started to put, put a run together. And they've got Joe Taylor, who used to be at Cray, banging in the goals. And he's already scored uh, five this season for, for Lewis. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's definitely, as you, I think you said, it's going to be one of those seasons that you're not going to know where the outright winner is going to be. And I don't think it's going to be an outright winner. I think there'll be shock surprises. I hope Worthing have got their little run out of the way. Um, I'm really not, I, I, you can't say. 
I'm just looking sharp because I think with the with Worthing, I think we've still got the squad capable of dominating this league. Oh yeah. Do you we've really think two... it'll be a domination though? Do you really generally think? I, I don't think it will be. I think there'll be other teams up there. And I think hopefully we'll come out on top, but I don't think we'll dominate. No, there's a lot of teams I look at in this league where we're going to pick up points and other teams are going to probably drop mm. points. Those horrible journeys here, there and everywhere. And you know how uh, Worthing's record yeah. away from home is second to none in that league. So Apart from uh, um, Corinthian casuals in the FA Cup on a Tuesday night, but we'll yeah, wait to talk a, about that. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. it, that was our third away defeat in three seasons. Yeah, Trevor, you were, you were shaking your head there when people were saying that. You, you don't think it's going to be a domination, do you? No, I think not the way it started. I mean, um, I think take I think eight games, eight games last year, and Worthing had only lost once. And I think, if I remember rightly, Pete, about two or three games in hand on practically everybody in and around them. Um, whereas this year, everyone's level on games. There's not a lot of midweek stuff going around again at the moment. So you're relying just on you know winning your game on a Saturday. So and the waking stone in the side as well. You know, guarantee that they are going to have a blip at some point, but I don't think there's going to be any one team that runs away with it this year. No. And, um, there are some, there are some leagues when you go down a little bit further where teams are, are stretching away already eight, eight or nine games in, and there's others that I think are going to be are going to see a change in um, leadership all the way through, especially those that got games in hand where they've been progressing well in the cups. Yeah, it, it's just having having watched the games that we've played, even the ones we've lost. Okay, we we deserve to lose the opening day. Um, the other league game against Bognor that we lost, we didn't deserve to win that. So, you know, we've won four, lost two. Um, we've put up good performances in every game apart from the opening day of the season, and we've yeah. dominated teams and made lots and lots and lots of chances. Yeah, Trevor. Yeah, Garrison. Well, I think for me, like. You look at how many players Worthing have lost over the last two or three years to higher to higher teams. And if you take that out of the team, I think it's bound to struggle a little bit. I'm not saying that Worthing are struggling, but I think you take you take all those players out that have gone to the likes of Sutton, Bromley, mm-hmm. Stevens gone to Brentford. Like you take those players out, like there's always going to be an element of unstableness. Yeah, that's a word. I think that's. I think that's. I think. I think. I think what it is is Adam's got the players, and as he said when I interviewed him the other week after a this game, is Adam Hinch with the manager yeah. for listeners. I don't know. Yes, yeah, sorry. He's talking like he's his best mate there, everyone. So you know, <laughs> name drop, name drop. I don't know. I'll get some grief off you, <laughs> but yeah, basically what he was saying, he, he was in the podcast, wasn't it? And yeah. I think he, I think he said generally, sometimes at the start of the season, you you are actually trying to find your best team, and a lot a lot of other clubs are trying to do the same as well. Get you know get that more gelling in the way you want them to play, especially when you've got new new players coming into the team. Mm-hmm. So it will take time to settle down. Yeah. And as we said, the null and void season. Up to the October, we'd had we'd we'd had a rubbish erratic start to the season. You know, we were losing games we weren't expected to lose, and winning games we weren't expected to win. It was very erratic, and then all of a sudden we went on, you know, a great run. Yeah, no, fantastic. And Trevor, just before we sort of wrap up about the South, any sort of other surprises you've seen in the southern area of non-league right now, to sort of even down to county league level, like the Eastman South uh, Central or Southeast divisions. I'm going to pick out actually in the um, in the Southern League um, Met Police, who I do a bit in the um, program for. They've yeah. 
that they're unbeaten in their six games so far. They've only let two goals in as well, only scored mm. nine. Um, but they're right up there against some sides that have got some good budgets in that division, the likes of Farnborough and um, Salisbury as well, to name a couple. And um, Hayes and Yedding, I think, are top of the actual division, who knocked Bogner out of the FA Cup a few weeks ago. Um, but, um, yeah, no, fair play to them. They don't get great support or anything down there, obviously, um, yeah. as well. So they're doing quite well. They actually host Farnborough this weekend in the FA Cup, which should be a nice battle, I think, between something like third and fourth in the table. I have to say, I still love when uh, we've been played Met Police in a pre-season friendly last year. And obviously, we're still abiding by social distancing procedures there that each sort of two or three seats were taped off with crime scene tape. I don't know if that was a I don't know if that was a tongue in cheek joke or they just had an excess of tape in the sports ground they could just use. But it was brilliant, wasn't it, Pete? And it did make us chuckle. It was quite funny. It was enough. Enough of the south, because I'm sure um, Chris has even visited the south over the last couple of weeks, and he's probably sick of the sound of it. You know, not not like up north or, or up north. And this, um, but Chris, uh, he's sitting there pretty in first place in the Northern Premier League, aren't you? With South Shields, um, what what's it been like? I mean, yeah, as you said, you, you you said in the last episode, you expect nothing but promotion this year. Um, it, it's looking very good so far. So far, so good. Particularly with the away form. Um, you know, we've gone this season to places like Witten Albion and Hyde United, and then last night Radcliffe, and, and taken three points from them all. And and the other types of games where in the past um, we've either come away with maybe a point or probably nothing, but it's the home form that slightly differs. You know, um, you know, out of nine games, won seven, drawn two, unbeaten. And the two drawn games are at home. And it, and really, it just tells you that when teams come to um, to Shields, they are going to raise their game 10% because it's, it, it's, it's almost, because Shields are full-time and it's been well-documented, almost, I don't want to sound, um, you know, blasé about this, but it's almost like a giant killing act really, when you consider mm. that Shields are full-time. But the Northern Premier League is a, a wacky, wacky league. And, 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 and um, so, yes, sitting pretty at the top, but you're never too far away from being kicked right up the backside. Um, if you look at, I mean, last night, um, Matlock Town stuck, um, shoved nine past Witten Albion, you know, and, and there's, there's just daft results happening. FC United and Manchester came to Shields the other week and were absolutely magnificent. If you look at their league position, you just ask yourself what on earth is going on because the team that we saw should should be right on a par with us. Yeah, they're now um, mid-table, aren't they, looking at the league not, table? They had a real mixed back. I mean, Neil Reynolds, the manager, he hasn't been very well. He's had COVID. So, yeah, there's a bit of disruption there. But the team that we saw um, at our place a few weeks ago were absolutely magnificent, particularly in the second half. Absolutely superb and... Um, to see them where they are, it just it just makes you scratch your head. But a great start of the season. We are still in the FA Cup. Yes. All right, rub it in, mate. Salt in the wound. <laughs> Get that little lime and put it on my cut and bleed. Um, yeah, we've got um, mask or mask on Saturday. If you're southern, it'd be mask. Mask, um, but it was actually spelt mask, yeah. but which was mask, which is quite ironic. Um, so it's it's. 
well, you could say happy days, particularly because of the fact that there's been some injuries at Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been down to kind of the bare bones. We had to drag a lad back from a loan spell on Saturday just to sit on the bench. Um, but got three points from Hyde United, you know. So it's um, it, it's it's a good start. Make no mistake. There's no, you know, there's been a lot. There's a, the odd wind. You're never going to keep every fan happy. But if you if you'd said to any Shield supporter that after nine games you'd be, you know, won seven, drawn two, top of the league, um, with a, with a goal with an excellent goal difference, you'd have took yeah, you'd have took their hand off, no doubt just, about that. Just looking at it, Chris, you've got um, Matlock hot on your heels, so exactly mm. the same goal difference as you with a game in hand and two points two points behind. Absolutely, I mean, they, they, yeah, they shoved nine past Witten, hence the goal difference last night. You know, um, Matlock, Buxton, Shields. Um, they are the early pace set as really expected to an extent, particularly Buxton. Matlock have come in on the blind side slightly, but they they recruited well in the summer. So it's going to be a, a you know it's a tough tough league. So nobody at South Shields is under any illusion that it's going to be a walk in the park. There'll be lots of twists and turns along the way, and um, but it's a great you know we're enjoying the ride. We're, it, it's it's great to have football back. It's great for me to be talking to you guys and to, to listeners about football again, rather than politics and nonsense like that. Chris, have you got a league game scheduled for next Tuesday? Um, no. Because I because I've noticed a couple of times after the FA Cup rounds, and I think it mm. did it did happen in the in in a couple of the northern mm. leagues as well that the leagues have scheduled. Midweek games when there's a chance of an FA Cup replay, but they're not scheduled a midweek game where there's been the week gap in between, you know, yeah. where there's no FA Cup game. So fans, that's a bit, bit silly, so, I thought. But yes, yeah. in, in so the, in this this round, um, there's no midweek game, which is good in case there's a risk of a replay. But in the previous round, there was a league game. Hence, one or two clubs have got that game in hand because they were in FA Cup replays. Right. Crazy how they just didn't sort of like put it that one week in between and then keep that week free so then games are not going to get moved around. That's Trevor, right. Trevor, I thought you were going about to um, plan another weird northerly drive on a Tuesday night. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it for the season. I've done my nah, one. No, nah, no, nah, he's, waiting, he's waiting for a weekend away to see South Shields on the train, uh, a weekend in the tune, which will be good if Pete could bear to give up a Worthing game one time. But we'll wait and see. Maybe if they get further in the FA Cup and we're not playing one weekend, we could do that then. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, Chris, what do you reckon about the FA Cup? Do you think you're going to get to the... Do you reckon first rounds uh, as a goer or do you think... Well, it's certainly a priority. It's one of the priorities after last season, getting to the first round proper. Um, again, though, mask or no mugs, they are, you know, they've had a great start to their campaign in the league below. Um, beat us in pre-season. And um, they're a very good side who score lots of goals. And uh, Saturday's game will be a cracker, I'm sure. Sadly, I can't make it um, because bizarrely, the cricket season goes on. So um, my son's got a, a, a cup final on Saturday. So I, awesome. so I, I kind of have to, you know, be loyal. I, to the thing, yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought up north the cricket season would probably end in the middle of June. Mm. <laughs> probably got better weather than us, mate. We can't exactly talk down here on yeah, South. Okay the last day or two, but, but um, this weekend is, the, the, it can't go on. It's the last weekend. So, um, I'm missing the cup game, which is a shame because I would love to have gone because it'll be a cracker. I'm quite sure it'll be a cracker. 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at the table with Mask in second and plus seventeen goal difference yeah. in a many. Yeah. yeah, they're leading goal scorers already in double figures. He's had a great start. So yeah, they're second yeah. at the moment with Liver's Edge. Liver's Edge. Liver's Edge. Yeah. Yeah, they've won eight out of eight, and they've got a plus eighteen goal difference. Mm. Yeah. So uh, that's an ex- quite an exciting league. That one looks like it. Very much so. And there's be- the good thing is from a northeast football perspective, that league has got several northeast clubs in. So there's a lot of op- opportunities for local derbies. So you've got Mask, you've got Stockton Town, you've got Hebben, you've got Dunstan, and they're all within a very small radius, really, in real terms. So lots of great, great local derbies and some good football. Um, a lot of good football yeah. in that division. Yeah, because I noticed, if I'm not wrong, Whitton, who are in your league, are from the Midlands, and, and, and Stafford Rangers are as well. So Stafford are from the Midlands, Whitton are from Cheshire. Oh, is it Cheshire? Okay. Um, with Stafford, yep, Stafford. Obviously, Staffordshire. It's a bit, so, bit, bit, bit of a trek. It is. Um, Witten itself was a bit of a trek because you think when you get to Manchester, you're there, but you're not. You've still got mm. quite a way to go. Um, Matlock and Buxton are Derbyshire, so they are, you know, they're decent treks. Baseford are Nottinghamshire. So there's um, some distances. It's not too bad if you're just going down the M1, but it's when you've got to cross the M62 and motorways like that, that's when it gets uh, gets tricky. I think but, I went uh, through about seven counties yesterday. Every time I flipping went about 20 miles down the road, it was welcome to the county of like, Jesus, I've only just left one. Yeah. There's another one. It's what, happened when, it's what happens when people leave Littlehampton for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get a bit excited. Um, no, it's oh, outside. I, 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 I mean, wasn't excited, trust me. No, no, I don't I think you were, mate. That sounds better. Yeah, yeah, no. Get me home, get me home. Chester Bill's an asshole. I want to go home. Just, just to keep an eye out, obviously, we'll probably we'll have another episode before this, but um, what's going to be a really great couple of games is um, Saturday, October the 16th, on Saturday, October the 23rd, Matlock away, Buxton at home. and on, But on, on the Tuesday night, the 12th of October, just before that, we are at home to local rivals, Morpeth. So three really terrific games to really whet the appetite for South Shields fans. So um, it's, it, it's, it's just great. It's just, it's just great. Well, I, see, I see more Perth struggling at the bottom there. They are, and South Shields fans aren't, you know, aren't, you know, shedding any tears about that. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's it's semi-surprising. Stephen Turnbull, their manager, resigned on Saturday. Did he walk before he was pushed? We don't know. But things aren't haven't been right there. One or two very interesting characters in their squad. Um, so it, it, it's it's probably a difficult dressing room to not control but to maintain. I think. Um. And so this because there are some very, very big characters in there, one or two whom um I guess would be very difficult to control. So um it, it it's a it's not a poison chalice going to Morbeth, but it ain't a very easy job for anybody going in there. And um if any of you guys are interested in the Morbeth job, you can send a CV to the CEO at Morbeth Town for what? <laughs> no, actually, Lee Roberts uh, from 
uh, Rocks Radio. I mean, he was looking for a job. He was touting for work on uh, Instagram. Maybe maybe it'd be worth sending him their email address. He might want to be the manager next, Trev, don't you think? No longer of Rocks Radio. Get that bit right. What's that? No longer of Rocks Radio. No longer sacked from Rocks Radio by the sounds of it. But there there we go. Uh, um, Formerly of the press, sacked by the Premier Non-League podcast as well, because no commitment. eh? You know, these things go around, sting you in the backside. Pete, you're laughing. On that that last note, before I get myself into any trouble, which is normally a thing with me, we'll we'll move on from that. I don't know if any of you chaps realise, it's actually episode 20 tonight. And that's almost a year to the day we started the Premier Non-League podcast. We started, uh, the first one was published on Spotify on the 16th of September, 2020. So we're one-year-old chaps. I think we deserve a round of applause to ourselves. Uh, Gareth, why are you applauding? Because you already came along two episodes ago. You can't take part in this glory. You're already two, you're already two days old. Boy, two days off. but um but yeah like uh, it's been it's been great hasn't it i mean yeah we've enjoyed doing it obviously um chris went here for the start because he, he he took over from ronnie who was our northern yeah. correspondent and uh we haven't been able to really get rid of him to be fair i mean poor ronnie he's <laughs> happy for me to do things uh he's no. a busy boy ronnie he's a no. No, I'm glad. I'm glad he has, mate. Cause it's really been good to have you on, and you know the team that we've got now assembled on this pod right now is a, a really good team going forward, and hopefully we can uh, move on to bigger and better things, and maybe get a, hopefully a Midlands correspondent. Yeah, well, I was going to say after that, we still need a Midlands correspondent. No one seems to tweet or do so, Pete. If you do end up going home on that week and you do end up seeing some non-league, just get someone, even a Twitter, Twitter person, or you, you, you've got that's either a you know a West Midlands or a Staffordshire accent you must know somebody around there well i, I did get to elf church last season didn't yeah, I? and I you got pissed and didn't do anything and didn't do anything mate <laughs> 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 so you can't deny it can you you literally cannot deny it oh but what a brilliant game they were playing um <laughs> yeah we probably talked about this about 18 episodes ago so we get over that now <laughs> yeah, mate yeah. but you, you failed in your mission so yeah he's planning is it this weekend you're planning to go up to midlands possibly possibly okay so if you are you need to find a game and you need to find the correspondence so have a look on twitter yeah, at some of the well, accounts and see if anyone's larry or does a podcast yeah. well i was going to go to health church again but they haven't got a game this weekend because they got knocked out of the cup <laughs> yeah not, not very good so have a look we'll have to have a look we need a midlands correspondent someone someone wants to join in the podcast trevor do you know anyone to tap up up there no i might have driven through a few on the way back Back last night, but I didn't have any business. You mean you didn't? You mean you mean window. didn't didn't go banging on doors saying we we be on podcast? No, I was trying to get home. Yeah, no, don't blame me don't blame me um but no one year one year strong i didn't think we'd be still going well i did i did i did have hope for it it's, but it's good that we're still going a year later probably need pete to renew his sponsorship soon because we won't have any money left we won't be able to publish the next episode so unless someone wants to sponsor us epc pete's uh needs to renew and uh maybe because of the success of the podcast we'll have to put our rates up pete so you know get in there at last get in there at last year's rates before you run out of the opportunity yeah. That's, that's the first time I've been advertised. Well, I did say to you about a million times, why don't we do a little advert to play out? And you're like, no, no, it's fine. So can't say that. It's a bit like Worthing, isn't it? You haven't, you've like, sponsored them for a couple of years. You haven't had your board put up yet. You're a bit like that, aren't you, with sponsorship? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, moving no, on. Moving no, on. No self gratification here. Don't want to know about your self gratification, mate. Really moving on. Um, <laughs> we've got, <laughs> we've got <laughs> prices uh we, we've gone on about prices about w word club um in the um non-league uh spectrum but i'm finding it more and more now that clubs are starting to maybe do you think it's a strong statement so they're trying to sort of almost pinch too much from the fans yes can it well trying to 
make up for a little bit of lost time, if you like. Mm. But certain clubs that maybe have done crowdfunders over the COVID pandemic area, um, you know, they've raised money for other things. Is that maybe a sort of when when they're putting prices up into grounds and stuff like that? Do you maybe think it's a bit of a kick in the never regions for the fan that's worked hard to donate and, you know, they want to have a day day at the club, but yeah, they're being priced out of the game? In effect, they're kind of going to the well again, aren't they? If they go to the well and go to the well and seeing how far people can, can go down that well. But um there's a couple of ways to look at it. In the north of England, for instance, there's, I mean, for our club, South Shields, they've just dropped the programme price, you know, back back to £2 from £2.50, which if you've ever seen a copy of a South Shields programme, it's football league standard, you know, it's a fantastic product for £2, you know. So they've they've done that to try and make it easier for people because it's easier to shell two quid out than £2.50, you know. Um, Do you think that's because they've obviously seen a bigger, bigger attendance and they're maybe printing more than they did before, so they're getting a better price at wholesale? I really don't know, but you just look at it and think, well, that's, yeah, it's a good move. What know? are the prices like in the ground? Like for entrance, have they gone up? Of What about beers in the bar, food and drink? The, the, the most leagues have windows, don't they? So you're allowed to price between a certain amount and another certain amount. I don't know, in, in the Northern Premier League or at our level of the, of the pyramid, is it eight to twelve pounds? I don't know, but South Shields charge ten pounds for adults. Um, and then if you go to National League North or South, there's a different window. And I just, funnily enough, had a, I saw a post from a, a, um, a Facebook friend of mine who's a, a fan of Farsley Celtic from Yorkshire, who are in the National League North, and they travelled to York City last weekend. And it was twenty quid to get into York City. 20 pounds and I'd, fair enough it's a new stadium but that to me for National League North it's, it's kind of outrageous I, I I don't know where they're coming from there but he, um, and then on the flip side the following weekend Farsley Celtic travelled to Spennymoor and I think it was something like 10, 11, 12 pounds to get in and a, and a better product I guess so um I, 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 some clubs are probably trying to dig, go down to the well to try and eke every last pound out that they can whilst they're able to until any potential restrictions mm. come back in. I wouldn't um, be surprised though later in the season if we're, if we're broadcasting an episode in January, February of football still going on. I wouldn't be surprised if the prices have dropped because they, they sadly they're going to drive the fans away if that's the case. We'll look at we, we've already seen clubs charging entry fees to bars, you know, clubs close to mine, Pete's heart, uh, Trevor's heart, and Gaz's heart are charging quite significantly more for um, food and drink at the ground, which you know, sadly, we've seen we've seen a drop off in fans before and after the game on Saturday just gone. We had um, we won three two, but there was barely anyone left to celebrate after the game, and I think that's just an already. But taking it to the club, and you know they're saying things like, you know, we, we've got good figures so far. You will have because people have missed football for the nine months that have just gone. You're going to get people come in. You're going to get bumper crowds. We had a derby. You're going to get huge crowds for that. So at the end of the day, you're going to have to take it seriously. But the fans, if you, you drive the fans away, then you're going to hit the sort of bottom line of the club because they need money to invest in the team and the facilities. But you know, I don't think it's the fairest way. And, you know, I, I, Trevor, have you seen anything on your travels? What was it like Chesterfield last night? Um, 8, 18, I think. And then that was if you bought in advance. I think it was 19 on the day. So I obviously bought mine in advance because I knew where I was going. 
Um, did you did you buy any food or drink there? No, I didn't actually. I had KFC beforehand. He's gone and he's gone and visited the Colonel. Um, then... Well, I mean, no disrespect to the North, but most of the time you go North, you can't get a burger. It's pies. And I, I do love a pie, but... Not wrong with a pie, burger. mate. Not wrong no, with a pie. But I go for, I go for, for a burger. Gaz can vouch for that. Um, so I thought I'll play safe and go and go KFC. So I didn't even have a look at, um, like, pricing of that. But, I mean, 18 for Chesterfield to get in is probably about about right for the um, National League. You know, I, yep. me, and my, me and a lot of my friends think Barnet at £22 is overpriced. You know, Chesterfield's an all-seater stadium. Barnet do have a terrace, which they decided not to open this year. And I think as well, there's such a fine line between what you can charge to get in against mm. what your product is like on the pitch. If if you're paying £22 to watch decent football or a decent performance, that £22 will get washed away by that performance. If you're paying £22 to go and watch what we've had so far and you know, based as well on what we saw last year across streams and that, you're you know immediately saying 22 pound it's, it's not worth this and a lot of people are going to pick and choose this year i will um if they dropped it to 20 still not fantastic but i might think right okay you know for every game i do go to i'm going to save two quid on what it was last year so at some point you know if i get to five games i would have saved a tenner which i probably would have spent on something else within the club but you know, to find £22 to go up and for me, from where I am, the travel, whether it's by train or whether it's by car, you know, becomes quite expensive. And I've got so much football in and around me, I can quite easily go. And and, and again, because the team's not playing fantastically well, my first thought in two weeks' time when we're at home to Weymouth is I can go to the Hive, but can I find somewhere else I I, I, I want to go to? because the football's not really doing it for me. Um, and not just for the sake of it, you know, being cheaper. But, you know, that's what you're up against. It's very true. It is very true. Do you, do you think, I mean, it is hard to say, but I mean, you see in the Isthmian League, we, we were talking about before we came on air, and, you know, Horsham versus Bognor, a ticket price reduced by 30% if you put it in advance. They had 655 people turn up last night for the game, which ended in a 1-1 draw. But, OK, that's not amazing, but they have average 600 um, a match, Gareth Statistician over there said. and um, But I still think 655 for a, a Tuesday night is quite good because, you know, you do see weekday games quite often dropping off to lower levels because people can't come off to work or they've got family commitments and, you know, they've got things like that. So, you know, these promotions do work. And I know there was a lot of buzz around social media on the local things and they, they fair play to Horsham. You know, they might have got maybe 200 more fans in because of that reason than they would have on a normal Tuesday night. And I, I think it's something a lot of clubs that need to chuck these promotions in every now and then, whether it's, you know, it's, it's, it's £22 to get in, but, we'll give you a free burger or a hot dog or, you know, something, whatever you want, hot cup of tea or something. It, it's not much, but it makes that difference that you're actually thinking about the people that are going through your game. I think and... that's, I think that's exactly the point, Trevor. You've got to, you've got to think about the people coming through the gate, supporting, supporting the club. And, and, you know, as well, it's, it's not just your home fans. You've got visiting fans coming through. You go somewhere like the Hive, cracking great North stand that the visiting supporters get with a fantastic bar underneath, you know, going to Chesterfield last night looks a lovely little stadium. 
And, you know, you want to attract people to come. They're not just your own fans, but, you know, the, the atmosphere is better when you've got two, three hundred to two, three thousand, you know, they're um, chanting against your own supporters. But I say, it's, it's, you know, pennies are, pennies are tight for everybody. They really are. And I think to try and eke too much out just to get someone into a ground, they're not going to spend any extra once they get inside. And in a lot of cases, like yourself, James and Pete, are going to drink away from Woodside Road rather than actually put money into the club's coffers. It is a shame. And Pete, don't try and deny it. I think, I think look, looking at it, I think, so I was on a committee with Trevor at, at, at County, like at League side, and we, and we tried, we trialled it. It was a five pound entry, and you you got like a you got a free hot drink, I think, with it. It's a few years ago, you got a free hot drink, but that's encouraging that that person is going to get something that's going to cost the club pence to produce. Normally, cost them one pound fifty. They're going to get it for free. They're then going to go to the tea bar and they're or to the to the cafe or to the bar or anything like that, and they're going to it'll accumulate. So they won't just have that one pound fifty cup of tea that you're going to give them for free. They might order, I don't know, a burger, a hot dog, a pie, or something like that on top of it. And I think if clubs could tap into the giving something for nothing that costs them very little to supply, give mm-hmm. them something for nothing, they'll automatically find that that person. Was is going to pay four quid for a burger because they're getting something for free? If that makes sense, it, it does make sense, Gareth. Because um, uh, I, I don't know whether you, any of you guys are all fair with the comedy show Phoenix Nights, Peter Case Phoenix Nights, but I'm a snake. Yeah, <laughs> but Brian Potter used to say, "Get them spending, get them spending." Well, you can only get people spending if they're in the ground. Yeah, if you got them in the ground and you give them something to actually want to be there for, and you've got them, really. And there's a few things that South Shields have done and other clubs around us have done as well. South Shields aren't alone. Um, little things just in the, in the winter time, for instance, a hot drink for an OAP, you know, for the sake of 10 pence, that will probably cost for a cup of coffee or a, or a tea bag. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it does go a long way. And... Uh, little initiatives, you know, we've had the um, Fans of the Future kind of initiative where uh, people have donated children's season tickets to the club. They've bought a season ticket for 30 quid for kids and they've donated it back to the club to give it to a needy child or, or, or a group, a social group. Or a, You get them in. If, you've, if you're going to charge £20 just to get in, you're not going to get them in. If you get them in the ground, you've got them. And what are children, see if you're going to try and bring children into your clubs, what are children going to want to get if they're anywhere, not just football, but anywhere? They want sweets, they want crisps, they want soft drinks. So they're going to buy them. It's as simple as that. You've got to do something to get people in and then then do something when they're in. And um, by and large, it just looks like at the moment, a lot of clubs are just trying to eke out a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. It could end it, it can end in misery to be fair, can it? It could end really badly. It can I'll tell you what, right? When was the last time you saw a club advertise their bars having a happy hour like between one and two or five and six? 
Trevor, you'll laugh, but this is what was suggested at a committee meeting yeah. the other night, and it was yeah. poo pooed. It was poo pooed because they said it affects the overhead costs. But we were saying, well, if you don't want to reduce the prices of beers during the match day experience, then why not do one over before the game or before the game and after the game for an hour, pound off a pint? Because then you get, as you as 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 Chris says, you get them in there spending. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, well, we just got a pint for three fifty or three twenty, whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, well, you get a couple of them in happy hour. Yeah, couple of them in happy hour. Then we go mm-hmm. down, and then we think, oh, actually, hang on a second, it's now happy hours over. Oh, but we're having a good time. We'll get another one, maybe one or two, and then you get them yeah. spending. And we're the sure... second and the second games on as well. You've got a game live on the yeah. screens, the, the, late, the later kick off in the Premiership. Keep yeah, them in the good. ground, spending money. If happy hour finishes, they're going to watch the end of that game in that bar. So prior to COVID, I can only speak for South Shields, but prior to COVID, there used to be happy hour between either 1 and 2 or one thirty and 2.30, and there'd be a happy hour between 5 and 6. So in those two happy hours, there would be a Premier League game on, on BT and one on Sky. Chris, yeah. can you get Jeff to give a little call to um, maybe that, uh, that chairman he was very friendly with on the South Coast and maybe suggest that? Because um, <laughs> I don't think it's going, I think it's going through deaf ears because I can't work out why, because they're keeping these beers at an expensive cost that I can't afford anymore. If I, I drink with four or five mates, Pete, well, he's, he's a Klingon to be fair. He kind of just hangs around for a free beer, but you know, we let him, we let him have one anyway, but you know, we, there's about for Peter could say there's about four or five of us that drink all together on a match day, and you know you're buying around now, and it's you're looking about twenty five quid, and that that's very expensive. And that that, that just, it's not is, sustainable. That's frightening. That is yeah. frightening. Twenty five quid mm. for a round of drinks. Mm-hmm. That is. It ain't sustainable. So can you understand why we may be holding yeah. the club to ransom and say, you change it or we're going elsewhere. And to be honest, after seeing, I couldn't believe it. We won, as I said, we won Saturday 3-2. Everyone was in jubilant spirits because we came back from being behind. Everyone was happy, but the ground was empty. The only people in the bar afterwards were the away fans waiting for their coach and the players to have all their pre-match, post-match food. And then once they went, there was four or five of us left in the bar. Uh, and you're saying to me that keeping those prices because I know from before COVID when there was different management involved as well different bar management club management involved um, people would be at 8, 9 o'clock at night and you know it's it's hard to say because it upsets me because it's part of a match day experience for me you know I like even when we lose I stay with friends after game maybe not as long but you know it's driving you out and you know you know, I'd love to support my club but you can't expect me to support a club and other people support a club um, at that at that cost no, no, no. So, I mean, imagine, actually, if you imagine, it's 20, say 20 quid to get into York City, and if it's going to be something like 20, 25 quid for a round of drinks, that's not, that to me isn't non-league. That's not non-league. No, it's not. And it's sad because it, it really, and it, it, it makes you an uneasy feeling because mm. I don't think people like criticism, but, you know, as a fan, you've got sometimes give it. And it's not it's not unconstructed. We suggested ideas. If you don't want to take them forward, then it will be a case. This, you know, James, I, I know, you know, we're, we're harping on about Worthing a bit, um, but you know, there's probably other clubs who have done who have done the same same sort of thing. Obviously, we don't know all the clubs and all their all their pricing and everything, but there could be other other fans feeling, you know, a bit the same as we do. 
Hmm. Sure there is, Pete. I can almost put money on it. There will be. There'll be other people around the country who'll be upset. I mean, get in touch if you do hear that at the PNLP. Give it, give us a tweet and we could discuss the next episode, possibly bring you on, see what, what's going on in other clubs around the country. And I'm just going to be interested throughout the season. If they're not going to budge in our club, then see what other cups uh, prices are around clubs because it would be a shame if they only move the prices because people aren't turning up. Well, just um, from my experience, Witten Albion, for instance, that was an, an away game I went to with South Shields a few weeks ago. And um, their pricing structure was really, I mean, to be a turnstile operator must be really difficult because you've got about four different, you've got, you've got your adult, you've got your um, student, you've got your OAP, you've got your under 16, under 12, different. But I was able to get, I was able to get myself my 19-year-old son and 14-year-old son into the ground um, for uh, 19 pounds. Cheap as chips. Wow. You know, so... Chris, you don't, old look, you don't look old enough to have a 19-year-old son. Well, thank you very much indeed. Well, flattery, um, flattery. <laughs> flattery. <laughs> I, I'm welcome up north now anytime, aren't I? <laughs> but, but, uh, but that's with, with an Albion, you know. Um, and um, it was just, it, it was, to me, that was like, that's non-league. I, I, you know, myself, the three of us, we got into the ground for 19 quid. Mm. And, and that to me was, I thought was great. We were yeah, running, running the risk of losing non-league. No, I think I think the thing the thing is, and what what gets people's backs up is everyone turns around and says, "We're a family club. We want to attract families in." Mm. But but like Chris said, when the families are there, you've got to get them spending. Absolutely. If if you're if you're out if you're out pricing them, then they're not going to spend there, and they're not going to come back. They're no. going to be like, "It's too expensive," you know. Let's say two adults, two children, they're going to go. Right, it's okay, it's okay. It's not too bad, the ticket prices, that's absolutely fine. Understand that. Um, but we, we, we can't afford, you know, um, if you look at, you know, you, you want a pint, she wants a glass of white wine, a couple of cans of Coke for the kids or whatever, and you're talking 15, 16, 17 quid. Mm. And, and then it's unattainable. And a bag of chips or whatever. Yeah, football, football supporters that... Not gonna, they're not expecting Weatherspoon's prices, you know. No, not at all, not at all. No, they're not expecting to go into a, a football ground and pay two pound eighty for a pint of John Smith's or three ten for a pint of Foster's or whatever. Um, but then they don't, but they know when they're having their eyes taken out. And I have to say, I think if any football club chairman, because as Pete says, that I'm sure there'll be plenty of clubs around the country that this is happening with just at, at, the, at the sort of pro- problems at the moment. Pete, your missus laughing at you because you're going on a rant again, aren't you? But it's not, it's more me. She listens to listen to me because I'm the rantiest of the ranty about this. But I do think if football club chairman are listening to this or anyone involved in football club and you're getting frustrated with fans throughout crying, you're like bringing it and you can't accept the criticism. It's not through any fault of our own. We want to support the club. We want to get money to that club and I'd rather spend my money on beers at my own club. But if you're going to price me out and I can go somewhere down the road and I could get, if I'm buying three rounds in a day, I can almost get three rounds for the price of two. Why, yeah. why would I spend it at a club? Because I want to, I want to have my day. And it, I, don't sit there taking an attitude with the fans for bringing it up to attention. We're not doing it to sort of cause disruption or drama. It's because we care. 
And as long as we care that you've got a fan, as soon as we feel like we're not being cared about, you're going to be in problems. You're going to have trouble because fans will walk away. Trust me, they'll walk away. Mm. Um, when the results don't start coming in, it's a cold, wet December night. And there's like playing a very mediocre team. You're not going to have the thousands of people turning up Stoke. if you're driving away. What's that? It's Stoke. Stoke, yeah. Stoke. Cold, cold, wet weekend at Stoke. But you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do it. And you know, please don't get angry at the fans. Please don't take exceptions to the fans. We're doing it because we care. And the fans, at the end of the day, are lifeblood of many non-league clubs. I think if no, if everyone else can agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris is raising his glass of wine. So there we go. Um, I think moving on from that, because it's, it's an emotive subject, it, it's been, Pete and I probably sit to the back teeth of it this week. So it's been all sort of with AGMs and everything for the support associations and the relevant clubs. We kind of sit to the back teeth. But let's just move on to a little bit more of that. Port Levin have AFC have resigned um, from step six of football. Um, Trevor, do you know much about them? Anyone else know much about them? No. Pete, no. you've looked it up. Not to me. Well, yeah. Founded in 1896, I think. Pete, is that right? That's that's correct, Trevor. Ten out of ten. They're from the South West Peninsula League Premier Division West. That's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> but whatever, like we we obviously don't know much about the club itself. But no, it's sad to see a club fold. Have you found out any reasons why it might have folded, Pete? Um, apparently, similar to do with uh, a lot of people have stepped down in recent weeks for one reason or another, uh, and they've said they're going to release another statement in due course so it's all a bit of a cloak and dagger at the moment yeah it'd be um it'd be interesting to see maybe we have a bit of an update when we get for the next episode um i think another thing worth touching on it's not really a political podcast but nadine dory's mp has been confirmed as a new secretary of state for digital culture media and sport so this could be the woman that ruins our winter of sport or she could be the hero that keeps it going what, what what's the initial thought trevor's shaking his head well i thought Paul Dowden was bad enough, but Jesus, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't. Rate don't jinx her. it. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Seeing some of her tweets over the last year and whatever, my life. Trevor, Dude. Trevor, if she listens to this podcast and hears this, she's going to do it to spite you if you carry on. I should do it anyway. Are, yeah, you, actually, are you actually on about the, the, the original Nadine Doris? How many are there? Is she clone? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Is that Pete in his own world? No, I was just I was just being ironic. Yeah, if she's um in charge, then yeah, anything could bloody happen, couldn't it? Yeah, mm. that's what that's what worries me. That's what worries me. Yeah, and obviously there's there's one thing with obviously the uh the the winter plan um there's a plan B if measures are needed to prevent unsustainable pressure on the NHS and plan B would see vaccine only certification in some larger sports settings so hopefully it wouldn't affect us at non-league but you may see something happening in larger leagues in league foot professional football where they need yeah. a vaccine let's, um let's stay positive on it all yeah it's not going to happen we're not going to get there let's fingers crossed I mean I don't like the ummins and irons about these like what's it called the uh, fire breaker lockdown stuff because the, 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 we, we're starting to get back on our feet and life's starting to feel a little bit yeah. more normal and hopefully continue um but peter you normally have a few tidbits to uh end the podcast on and have yeah. a little uh, bits and bobs so uh what what's in pizza pizza what should we call it seven what come on pizza. guys help, help me out of it pizza Pete's pantry pizza pantry what's in pizza pantry tonight <laughs> opening this um, can of worms wait you've already mentioned paradise <laughs> we've already mentioned Port Levin uh, second qualifying round game on Saturday live on BBC Sutton Cotman Rovers against Jersey Bulls and a big congratulations for Hinkley AFC 
in the FA Vars who beat St Martin's 18-0, which is a new record in the FA Vars. Um, pretty, big, pretty big, that yeah. one. And also, I did want to mention earlier uh, to Trevor uh, about Torquay boss kicking off at his players. Oh, did he? Yeah, because um, they've had one win and one draw and they got to the playoffs, didn't they, against Hartlepool. They're 20th at the moment. And he's turned around and said, the players are not up to this level. Funny I, don't, enough, I don't know how many he brought in during the summer. A lot a lot of under-23 players. They lost a lot of experienced players last year, obviously with contracts up at the end of the playoffs. And they were one of the sides that I thought will be, they'd be one of the 14 that think that they've got a chance of, um, of being up there again. But... Um, it's quite a big ask. I'm not. I'm not surprised to see them where they are. To be to be honest, but we're only whatever it is, six seven games into the season, so there's plenty of time to turn it around. But um, yeah, I think he's got a bit of a job to uh, try and replicate what they had last year. And also on YouTube, I saw. Uh, remember the Macclesfield uh, Congerton? Was it Congerton? Punch up. Uh, punch yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, so Robbie Savage and the owner of the club at Macclesfield uh, come out and give an apology to everybody, uh, to all the uh, you know family and the crowd because it was a big crowd. It was a huge crowd, and it wasn't the scenes they want to see. What was the fight about again? Does anyone actually um, know? What I it's think it's just a local rivalry. Local, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That's it was it. local, local derby, and it just kicked off. Beer prices or anything like that, no? Uh, <laughs> that, that'll be me and Pete leading it from Woodside in a couple of weeks' time, won't it, Pete? <laughs> good, good work. Yeah, but but, we, but I, I watched the whole video. There's a seven-minute video on, on YouTube. And, yeah, Robbie Savage literally ran into the stands while people were throwing fists, trying to trying to calm them down. Um, so he said... It, they sort of said, yeah, the club did fail. The stewards probably didn't act quickly enough because I think I made the comment that in our group chat that because I saw a 30-second clip where the stewards didn't seem to be doing anything. And then after a, a couple of minutes, they sort of tried to get in there and separate separate the fans. Um, but he said, you know, there was failures on behalf of the club, um, but they're, they're going to address those, apologise to everybody and said all the, lo- the local council and the police and etc. are involved in trying to find the, the culprits, the ones who don't usually go there and just went there for a punch-up, basically. Which, really. is, which is, I think, I think that's all the club can do. You know, the leaders of a club don't, don't want to see that thing in their ground. It's the last thing they want. But you've got to get there and stamp it out quickly. I think, I think that's, that's the issue. Yeah, there was a worry last night, South Shields, one of the South Shield supporters' buses was attacked by, um, well, it was objects. There were objects thrown at one of the supporters' buses at, at um, Radcliffe last night. And again, something you don't want to see. Probably daft lads who haven't got much link with the club, but. We you find that a non league, though, don't you? You find that, you know, if there's no big name game on and there's some non league on, you get people going to have like punch-ups or fights and problems mm-hmm. or people that don't ever turn up to the normal games but they turn up for these one events and they cause issues yeah it's sad it's sad it's sad indeed but I think if that's uh, what anyone's I'll say anyone else but I had anything for tonight's episode but it's been episode 20 one year anniversary episode we should have really had party hats on and had a cake or something shouldn't we uh, right now but uh, we haven't you, you'd have ate it all no not keto friendly mate so so you can't, you can't do that you can't do that 
unless it's a cheesecake with nuts mm. face. But hey ho, on that bombshell, um, that's the end, guys. Thank you very much. Good, uh, good old episode tonight. It'll be out in a couple of weeks' time. We'll have the next episode and uh, look forward to this next sort of couple of weeks of action of football. I hope we stay on winning ways for all the clubs involved. But for myself, James, Pete, Chris, Gaz, and Trevor, good night all. Bye.